Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. We would like to do a quick shout out today to Streeter, North Dakota. Yay. Have you ever been to the Dakotas? No, God. Okay. Never. I have not. I would like to, though. There's a lot of cool stuff. I would like to as well. So that would be really cool. So straight to North Carolina, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for downloading. North Carolina, North Dakota. Oh, I apologize. Street or North Dakota. That's unforgivable. I'm sorry. Yeah. North Carolina friends, you know I love you though. We we lived in North Carolina for quite a while. We did we have, but yeah. North Dakota. North Dakota is what we're North talking about. North <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening today. It feels like it's been a minute, but it yeah. has just been about we a week. We did a bunch of them before yeah. the mission trip. We did. We did. Yep, yep, yep. We only we only downloaded two this week, so I need to do. I need to get my game up. Oh, you're fired. Uh, I'm fired. Okay. Well, <laughs> side. Yep. Our dog. Doctor side. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Well, All right. Are you back on? Okay, thank you. Well, do check out our TikTok. Uh, we put a few uh, videos on there, and Doctor Sai is on there. So if you want to see our dog, and if you want to see what we look like, you can. They check may us never out. listen again. Well, true, but just, just <laughs> but uh, yeah, on TikTok we're Grace in the Shadows. So check us out there. Also, uh, you can check out our website, Grace in the Shadows You can check. Extra call two five one two four 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 six four five. You can email us at Dr. Jonathan at Grace in the Shadows Check out our Etsy page, Shadows of Grace.etsy.com. You can consider becoming a supporter of our show monthly. We would appreciate that. And money we you that you uh, donate goes towards missions. And finally, if you are looking for a good porn blocker, which everyone should have on their devices, especially in today's world with the sneaky technology of people sneaking stuff in, uh, check out Covenant Eyes. We have a link in our bio or in our show notes. If you click on that link and use the promo code GRACE1998, you will get one month free. So check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, Dr. J, do you have some facts for us today? Arizona and Hawaii do not observe daylight savings time. I wish we didn't. Well, there are a lot. I mean, like Alabama and some other states like have it in the legislature and they just haven't decided to do it yet. And, you know, do you, I mean, they did. They started daylight savings time years ago for like the farmers. Right. So they would have more time to harvest, to plant and harvest and things like that. And and which is great. I wish they would leave it like that. I think that, it's though. outdated. Yeah. So they need to just kind of just leave it like it is now and just roll on because, number one, it messes up our body clocks. Number two, it really messes up our pets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have a baby, I remember when we had kids. Oh, my goodness. When we changed to this time, it was always just, I don't know. It was crazy trying to get them to go to bed at night. Um, but, you know, if they left at this time, we would be used to it. Um, I just I don't like I don't like the change. No, no. It's not that I don't like all change. I'm I'm okay with change. I am not okay with time change. They need to they need to fix this. We need a national law to yeah. keep it. Yeah. Right. Okay. It'd take you more than <laughs> 400 years to spend a night in every hotel room in Las Vegas. Oh, how many years? 400 years. 
I've never been to Las Vegas. There, well, actually, I was at the airport. There are over 150,000 hotels on the Strip and surrounding areas of Las Vegas. Even now, after the pandemic? Oh, yeah. Wow. So that means a lot of people are there. Mm-hmm. I wonder how often those ho- those motels, hotels, whatever, um, probably hotels, probably sell out. Above, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure. All right. That's a lot. There is a town in Washington with treetop bridges made specifically to help squirrels cross the street. <laughs> okay. And the main one is called Nutty Narrows Bridge. <laughs> I have a funny story about squirrels. We used to have a birdhouse outside um, when I was growing up, and it had one of those like shepherd sook things, and so there was bird feed on there. And my mom loved birds; she loved seeing the birds, and she would look out there sometimes. She said, "Ah, there's a squirrel on the bird feeder," and she'd you know bang on the window to make it go away. And then she found that if she put like Vaseline on the pole. You know, that it would try to climb up it and it would slide down. And she would Did get, it work? yeah, it, she would get the biggest kick sitting out there watching that squirrel trying to climb the pole and slide down. There were no trees around it, so it couldn't like jump onto it. Cool. It had to climb up. So she would get the biggest kick. Then she's come, come here, Marlene, come watch the squirrel. And so we'd stand there at the window and watch it slide down. That's their little heart. <laughs> it was funny. So, so they, I, I, she probably wouldn't want to go there since they had streets named after the squirrels. 40% of babies are born to unmarried women. Uh, wow. I think that's extremely sad. Well, it, it is sad, but you can also look at the fact that they're being born and I'm so thankful that's, for that. Thankful that's. that they chose life. You know, I mean, yes. you know, there are circumstances um, where things like this occur. We, we live in a world where yep. things like this happen, but thankful that those women chose life. In 1940, however, the number was just 3.8%. Yeah. We've changed. We have changed. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, let's do a couple more. The okay. average American spends 4.4 years of each job they have. Oh. Hmm. That's probably a lot different than compared to the old days. Right. My dad spent almost 50 years at the same job. Right. Bless yeah. his heart. Well, we're just, we're just a more... You know, we move a lot. People move a lot. We're, we're, you know, people work from home. It's different. You know, we had the pandemic. So, you know, some businesses closed. So it's a totally different world that we live in than when our parents lived. My dad did not finish high school and he ended up as a layout draftsman. He learned a trade in war, in the war. That wouldn't World happen today, unfortunately. Oh, no. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, you were able to survive and thrive and get a fairly good job and stay there for a long time. But, you know, I think that there are more trade there. There are more trades nowadays that, you know, if you don't feel like you're a college person, there are some certain trades that you could still make a lot of money. Plumbing. Yeah. Uh, uh, mechanics. Mechanics. Yeah. Uh, construction. Right, right. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. You can still make a lot of money right. and have a good income and not have to go to college. And some you can go to community college. Right. Yeah, and not have to go the four-year route, you know. So, you know, pray, ask God what you, he wants you to do. And, yeah. Most presidents were born in Virginia. 
Oh, we have five presidents, George Washington, mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson, okay. James Madison, James Monroe, wow. William Henry Harrison, John Taylor, Zachary Taylor, and Woodrow Wilson are all from Virginia. So they kind of all stayed in there for a while. Yes. In that area. Yeah. Now they're from all over. Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. But the most presidents have come from Virginia. Yeah. All right, Virginia. Whoop, whoop. So, <laughs> if y'all could have seen that look I got. <laughs> oh, bless your little heart. Bless my little heart. So what's uh, our topic? If God is so good, why does God take good Christian people so many times at a very young age? Yeah, I mean, as we're as we're doing this podcast, we know that last week the the Nashville shooting at the school at the Christian school happened, and uh, three nine year olds passed, mm-hmm. and three adults, one of them the head of school, the headmaster, and mm-hmm. the custodian, and a substitute teacher. So, you know, that's brought a lot of questions to you and oh, to others yeah. as well as, you know, if God's so loving, why did this happen? Well, and that's a very good question. Uh, you know, people say, where was Jesus in all this? Right. Where was he? Yeah. And the fact of the matter is uh, he was right there. He was right there. Uh, we look at this and, you know, the question is, why did Jesus not stop this? Right. Why did he not come and do something about it? Well, and I say quickly, mm-hmm. well, he did 2,000 years ago, and they nailed him to a cross. That is true. That is true. We live in a sinful world. We live in an evil world. A very evil world. And God did not promise us. it would. He said it would be hard. Yeah. And that includes children. Mm-hmm. That includes adults. Right. And that includes Christians. Yeah. And this this uh, these school shootings really they wreck my heart. They do. I they mean, do. you know, I'm the type of person where I'm going to read every every, you know, article, watch every video. I'm going to try to find I don't know why I do that to myself, but I want to find out exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, I want to know about who did it. I want to know about who lost their lives. And those police officers, my goodness, they got on the scene. They did a marvelous wow. job. Yeah. Now, I'm not suggesting to everybody to watch the the camera, their, what's it called? Their uh, best cams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I am. Yeah. Because it's very good. Well, these, not everybody could handle that. Yeah, that's either. true. But yeah. these police officers in Nashville, yeah. they they were right on the money. They saved many lives. Oh, my goodness. Many Just So if, if you don't get upset about that kind of thing, you know, look for those videos because it's so interesting to look at and to see how they handled it. Um, they prevented the loss of a lot of lives. They did an excellent job for sure, saved a lot. But here's the thing. God is where he always is, on his throne. Right. You know, uh, Jesus said when the tower fell, uh, Salome, that uh, people were like, well, what kind of sins did those innocent people do? And he said, well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sometimes things happen in this evil world. And right. I'm paraphrasing it. But unless you repent, you will perish too. Yeah. And so Jesus is saying... We have it. We're in an evil world. Right. We inherit this evil world through Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. We have natural disasters, tornadoes, hurricanes, 
earthquakes. We have people from willful, volitional choices, making choices to kill other people, right. uh, crime. All of this is a result of evil. Mm-hmm. There is a living devil and his buddies right. that are also working behind the scenes. Yeah. Because this world has been given over for a short time to his empowerment mm-hmm. uh, to, to rule this world until Jesus returns. Yes. And as Christians... This world will continue to get worse. I will say this. I'll be bold enough to say this because I know what God's word says. It's going to get even worse than than that. It is. It, it really is. Yeah. It's. It, but it's so unfortunate that schools are being targeted. It really is. Well, you know, who does Satan try to kill from the very beginning? The babies. The babies. Yeah. The children. Yeah. Why? Well, because keep them from growing up, so they couldn't. Well, to keep Jesus from, first of all, but a lot of the, you know, like Moses's day, Jesus's yes. day, the babies were killed, so they wouldn't grow up and serve God. And it also, the babies are the most innocent. They are the most innocent. Yeah, you know when uh, G- God told Jonah to go preach to Nineveh, mm-hmm. uh, He said there was over a hundred or five hundred thousand. Babies, children that didn't know they're left from the right. Right. Children are innocent. They are innocent. And it's just awful to see. So we definitely do. I know we're going to continue talking about this, but we definitely pray for those families that were affected yes. by this. Um, yes. Absolutely. Nashville, you definitely have our prayers. And it's affected a lot of people. So let's let's talk more about that. Well, you know, when we look at death for the Christian. Mm-hmm. At a young age, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I believe children go straight to be with Jesus. I do, too. Uh, absolutely. I do, too. Um, death for the believer is not a tragedy. No. You know, I know we mourn. Yes. We relate to the parents. We relate to those that are hurting. Mm-hmm. This is all we know mm-hmm. with this world. Right. But as Christians... We know that the best is yet to come. For the Christian, mm-hmm. their best life begins at death. Definitely. Absolutely. So those families are going to see their babies again. Yes. So unfortunate that yes. one of the one that, that died, a little girl died, was the, yes. the pastor of the church's yes. little daughter. <sighs> just Can you imagine? He is, I am sure other pastors and are helping here oh yeah elders but can you imagine a lot of times that you know the pastor almost feels obligated to Mm -hmm. be the leader when something like this happens and hear his daughter well yeah i'm sure he's there trying to hold the church together trying to hold the school together but yeah he's had his own tragedy his own loss so we we really need to pray for him and his family. And his family. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he knows that she's with the Lord. He does. And, and but one, it doesn't yeah. take away the mourning. It doesn't. And and one of the little girls that lost her sister yeah. broke my heart when I read it. She said, I don't want to be an only child. Bless her heart. <sighs> it just makes me sad. But, you know, God has those children in his arms now. Yes, he does. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, Psalm 116, verse 15, it says, Precious Mm -hmm. in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Yes. Yes. Doesn't make it easier for us, though. No. On this earth. Paul says, 
in Corinthians, he says, we do not mourn like those with no hope, though. True. I've done funerals Mm -hmm. too many. Too many funerals. Uh, But I've done funerals for those that were Christians and and those that weren't or had family that weren't. Mm -hmm. And the mourning is totally different. It it is different. I mean, you know, you've lost your parents. I've lost my mom. Um, you know, we as Christians mm-hmm. know we'll see them again. Yeah. You know, if they need the Lord, and we know that we're going to see them again. And so, it's it's a sadness, but yet a hope and a joy and even an excitement. When you get older, you're almost excited to die. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is weird. But you yeah, know that you're going difficult. to glory if you that's have Jesus right. in your heart, which right. I hope you do. Yeah. So it's precious in the sight of the Lord. Yes. Uh, you know, Jesus said, uh, I am the resurrection and the life. Right. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, mm-hmm. yet shall he live. True. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Amen. What does never mean? Never means never because you're going to take that last breath and then you're going to open your eyes in heaven. But then there'll be some, including myself. Mm-hmm. This has been very helpful little study for me, too. Good. In, in ministering to me and 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 you stick your tongue out. At me. I guess I'm kind of <laughs> nerdy. Okay. Nerd. But, uh, you know, look, I, we struggle with these issues. Yes. People ask. Yes. So I'm not condemning people for asking questions. We need to ask questions. We do. We need to ask the hard questions so then yeah. we can get into the depth of God's word and yeah. and have peace and be able to give that peace. I struggle with the same thing. I do, too. Yeah. I do too. I'm just kidding. Stick my tongue out. You got yeah, you know, to be all weird. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah 57, one through two. Mm-hmm. It says the righteous perish and no one takes it to heart. Mm-hmm. The devout are taken away and no one understands. Right. That the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. That is a really good verse to memorize and to pull out when that person asks. Yes. Why did God let that happen? Tell that scripture again and read it again. Isaiah 57, 1 through 2. Okay. Uh, God really showed this to me when I was asking, so why so young, God? These children are so young. Yes, yes. And this is what the, God spoke through Isaiah 57, 1 through 2. Mm-hmm. The righteous perish and no one takes it to heart. Right. The devout are taken away. No one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. All right. So those of you that are Christians that are fielding these questions, write that verse down. Yes, you will use it. Absolutely. Tuck it in your purse if you're a woman, in your wallet if you're a man, and be able to pull that right out or memorize it. But oh, it's, yeah. it would be really good to pull it out, out your Bible and, and show it to people. Here's old Isaiah walking around with his big old self. <laughs> and he's questioning this. Yeah. People are asking him questions. Yeah. You know, the righteous are perishing and, and kind of people shaking their head like, oh, that face so useless. Right. <laughs> And then God uh, speaks to him and says, the righteous are taken away to be spared from this evil world. Right. And they're the ones that should pity us. Absolutely. Yeah. Death for the believer is never untimely. No. No. You know, let me back up for a second. For the Christian, this is the only hell we will ever experience. That is true. And and some days, some years are more hellish than others, mm-hmm. but we have that hope. But for the unbeliever, this is the only heaven they will ever know. That's right. And and like we've said before, that's why a lot of times they have more and they have, it looks like they're being blessed, but they're not really because when they die, 
We're going to get to that, too. Okay. Well, yeah, but you're exactly, no, you're right. <laughs> Death for the believer is never untimely. Hebrews 9.27, mm-hmm. just as a man is appointed to die once and after that face judgment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say twice. No. It doesn't say three or four or five times. No. There, there goes all of reincarnation. Right. One time. And there's no pause. There's no pause. You're no. not like uh, in the laying in the ground, right? Or, or laying you're in not dirt. sleeping, right? It says you're appointed to death, then you're at judgment, right? Of course, for the Christian, there's no judgment, no, except for rewards. But that's another story. Yeah, we'll go there next. It's time. not for it. Not sure. today, no. But you, you're appointed to die, and that's one appointment. Now, you may wake up late and miss your appointments uh, at doctors or or uh, Get late, late work. for work. <laughs> um, but you won't be late for death. No. Nope. That is true. God sovereignly controls every aspect of time, mm-hmm. duration of our lives. And he's allotted a specific amount of time to fulfill his plan, purpose, and meaning for our lives. Right. And he doesn't mess up. No, he doesn't. When we look at this, even Jesus's death was the exact time predicted by Daniel the prophet in the mind of God, Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 2, verse 23. He, meaning Jesus, was delivered up by God's set plan and foreknowledge. And you, by the hands of lawlessness, put him to death by nailing him to a cross. That's right. And that wasn't an accident. No, it wasn't. So we can choose to waste our time, misuse time, and we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. But but even by us failing to take action or procrastinate, mm-hmm. it suggests that all the time that God's connected us through Christ, that, that we can trust he will accomplish his determined and perfect time to fulfill his purpose through our ministry for his glory. Amen. I like that. You know, when a believer dies, mm-hmm. they leave behind an impact that will last for forever. Right. And I want that to be a big impact, don't you? Yes. I do. I really do. You know, you look at people like uh, Keith Green, died at yeah. 28. Yeah. People like, um, uh, well, so, some other ones. And Keith Green, he's a contemporary artist. artist. Yeah. Rich Mullins. Really? Yeah. Rich Mullins, another contemporary yeah. artist that. Yeah, their music left a huge legacy. Their music's still around today. God's really using that music. It ministers to us a lot. But do you, you know, you listen to godly people, Mm -hmm. uh, contemporaries, as well as in the Old and the New Testament. Yeah. You know, but Josiah was righteous. Mm -hmm. You know that uh, Mary was a righteous woman. Yes. And, And you hear people naming their children and still telling the stories today. Martin Luther. Look yeah, at how he changed the world, you know. But do you hear anyone call their ch- child uh, Jezebel? No, no, not. She was eaten by dogs. She had the whole world. Yeah, I'm sure there are people out there named that, but not very normally. Yeah. And so when we see this, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of God's glory. Our story is a little bit of his story. He does not mess up. No, he doesn't. Um, the impact of a believer never ends to death. Psalm 112, verse 6. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will re- be remembered forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Amen. Psalm 37, 1 through 11. Why don't you read that? Psalm 37, 1 through 11? Yes. Give me one second while I'm looking for it. One second. No, go ahead and talk about Psalm, what was it? Psalm 37, 1 through 11. 11. Okay, talk about something while I'm finding it. Well, you know, the righteous will live forever. Our testimony that God uses is being used and will be remembered forever. It will be talked about as part of God's bigger story for his glory for eternity. Mm-hmm. And it will it will be ultimately something that uh, our legacy will live for on and on for eternity. You did really good filling that, that gap. Good job. Really? All right. I got a lot of that hot air. Do not... Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found, but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. This is a great scripture. Definitely. So we're looking around, and the psalmist here is looking around, <clears throat> and he's seeing all these people that are just evil or reject God, mm-hmm. making tons of money and succeeding in everything they do, living long and having a good good life. But But he's saying, do not fret. Right. Why? Because God's in control. And the and, and people are like grass. Mm-hmm. They're like plants that, mm-hmm. that, that are alive and die. Right. This is their heaven. Yes. Number one. Right. Number two, trust in God. Mm-hmm. He will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. Yes. And it, it says here that do not be carried away. Mm-hmm. by their wicked schemes. That's right. It is easy for us to get angry and bitter. You're watching the news. Oh, yes. It seems like evil is winning. Mm. But God says, no, they're not going to win. They're going to be like the grass. Right. And it says that the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. Do you remember in the Beatitude on the, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. We will reign with Christ for the millennial forever. That's right. Well, it's just like your leading to verse 10 says, A little while and the wicked will be no more. Yeah. You know, sometimes we think, Oh my goodness, our life is really being affected by the world it's being affected by the wicked this person is just awful Mm -hmm. eventually that person's going to be gone so we're seeing these wicked people just prospering and things happening let us remember that our hope is in the lord amen not in this world right yeah 
Good stuff. Amen. Very good stuff. Do you have anything you want to have? No, I think it's good. Um, we, we do continue to lift up the people that, you know, have been affected by this tragedy. Um, we, we pray for all the families and we definitely pray for the family of the one who did, did the shooting. Um, can you imagine how they feel? No, I, I cannot imagine, you know, my daughter and I were talking about, you know, the late, the, the woman, her child was involved in the Columbine shooting. And for the longest time, she just kind of stayed hidden, mm. but she healed and now she's out, you Bless know, speaking, she, she has speaking engagements and, and she talks and, and God's using this tragedy you know, using her through this tragedy. So I do pray for them because I cannot imagine, you know, we can sit here in our little judge's chair and say, well, they should have seen this and they should have seen that. We weren't in their house. We have no idea. You know, we can't point judgment at them. We need to pray for them, for the victims' families, for the police officers, everybody that was involved. We need to pray. We need to pray that, you know, that, that kids... And teachers don't have to be afraid to go to school. Definitely. I agree. I think we should pray now. I think we should, too. I was leading there, too. Let's do it. Father God, we come to you not fully understanding why things happen. Right. We understand evil. Yes, God. We understand the devil. We understand all this. and But we don't understand always the why. But we do trust your word. Mm-hmm. Your word says that uh, you that the death of the righteous of your saints is a blessing. True. That they're being spared from this evil, uh, Lord. You you say we don't mourn like those with no hope, Lord. We pray that you would comfort families mm-hmm. in the Nashville, Lord, that you would give peace mm-hmm. and that you would bring healing. And that you would somehow, somehow, Lord, use all this evil for your glory. Yes. And we pray this in the in the only name, mm-hmm. above all names, the name of Jesus. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. So now, Christians, when somebody comes and says, why did God allow this to happen? Pull out your Bible, Isaiah 57, 1 and 2. Use that. Those of you that are affected just in your heart by this, you know, we're praying for you. Yes. We, we understand how you're feeling. And if you're listening today, you don't know Jesus. Please cling to him. Ask him to be your personal Lord and Savior. Ask him forgiveness for your sins and live your life for him. Because you know what? That's the most important decision you will ever make. And also always remember that God can take your mess. I know from personal experience, turn to a message for his glory for your good. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Goodbye.